we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You guys really are like the hip hop early morning, late night talk show. Breakfast Club is the most powerful, popular urban radio show in America. Live from the Black Mothership in New York City, it's DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. It's different, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. Thank you, y'all. Be blessed, I love y'all. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm always nervous when I do the Breakfast Club because sometimes you say stuff and it's just going to get you in trouble. Everybody, wake up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet, it's Thursday! Yes, it's Thursday. Good morning. How you feeling? I just thought about it. This is our first week back, right? Yes. Why I feel longer than that? I feel like we've been back. Maybe it's just me. Just you. I don't know. Just you. I'm a little sore this morning, too. I had a good uh good workout yesterday. Salute to my cousin Perm, man. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm a little sore. But other than that, it is a beautiful Thursday yes, morning, is, man. man. How you feel out there? I feel blessed, black, and highly favored. What's happening? I feel amazing this morning. Yes, indeed, man. God is good. Now, today we got some special guests joining us this morning. We have Angela Rye, Tiffany Cross, and Andrew Gillum. Yes, they just launched uh, a new podcast called the Native Land Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the flagship podcast off a new vertical from uh, iHeart Media called mm-hmm. Reason Choice Media, which is going to be uh, strictly a podcast platform for uh, political, politically driven podcasts. That's right. You know? Which is especially needed this year. Oh, 100%. Year. 100%. Absolutely. So Angela Rye, Tiffany Cross, and Andrew Gillum will be here this morning uh, to talk about that and some other things. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to chop it up with them in a little bit. And then uh, we got front page news when we come back. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us. Got to break down a lot. But today is a very special day. Yes, right. It is a, it is a Queen's born day. It That's is right. royalties born day. Okay? It is a woman yes. who has gotten us all through. It is a woman who has provided the soundtrack for so many of our lives. Yes. Born day. Stop playing my and, music. An icon. Okay? This song right here is so good oh, for man. my mental health. There's not too many songs that I can turn on and can change my mood Absolutely. instantly. And this is one of them. Shout out to the Queen, Mary J. Blige. Happy birthday, Happy Born Queen. Day, Mary J. Blige. Drop one Come on, where the bombs at, Red? What you doing? Come on now. She dropped a she dropped a video to her single Forever. That's the joint feature in Remy Ma. She just put that out. You can check that out. If you follow her, you can check it out. Dope video. It's one of my favorite albums of all time in my life. You know this album came out on my uh, wife's born day? Oh, really? Yes, it came. I mean, not, not the exact date. The exact day, not date. Gotcha. Yes. November right. 29th, 1994, this album was released. Well, that's right. We are The Breakfast Club. We'll see you in a second. Happy birthday, Mary J. Blige. You're not going to hit the post? Come on. You're not going to hit the post? You're a radio personality. You forgot how to hit the post? It's The Breakfast you Club. You got to keep talking until now. How can I sing it? Love somebody else. Keep going. Hey. My it would be Morning, so everybody. Sweet. That's Mary J. Blige. Today is her birthday. Drop a bomb for Mary J. Blige. Be so, so happy, but the answer oh lies in me. You ever know that one person that can't sing? I do. That tries so hard that we can be happy. That actually tries to mess I said up the I song. I want to be happy. Yeah. There's some voices that should stay in the shower and should yeah. never leave the now shower. Now let it breathe. Man, drop on the clues, bombs for Mary J. Blige. Damn it. Whoa. Boy, that's a, that, that be happy is an instant mood changer. You hear me? There's not too many songs that can instantly get you in a better mood. I don't care what you're going through. Even if it's just for that four or five minutes that song is playing. Incredible. Incredible. We know you're not a singer, but let's get in some front page news. <laughs> morning, Tess. Good morning, DJ NV Charlemagne the God. Peace, Tess. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with some quick sports. Now, NBA, just want to tell you guys, uh, Kawhi Leonard signed a three-year extension. And that was worth how much money? It was like $180 million. They didn't put the number. I don't know why, but it was, like, I think, $180 million. But let's jump right into it. Where we start with DeSantis? Yeah, we're going to start with uh, the GOP debate that happened yesterday on CNN. The Iowa caucus is next Monday on Jonathan Major's favorite day, MLK Day. Mm. Uh, so they'll be going to the polls. And last night was the last GOP debate. Now, this debate was b- between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Vivek Ramasamy did not qualify for this debate due to low poll numbers. So it was just those two one-on-one. Uh, both had the same amount of talk time. DeSantis talked for 44 minutes. Nikki Haley talked for 42 minutes. Here's a recap of them challenging each other. Take a listen time people come down she caves he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him but they're no longer with him now and that's because he's upset about the fact that his 
His campaign is exploding. We don't need another mealy mouth politician who just tells you what she thinks you want to hear just to try to get your vote. You can't trust what Ron's saying. But this is a bigger issue. This is more than him just constantly being um, desperate and throwing things on me. We need to fly a flag of bold colors. Uh, carrying the banner of putting the American people first, not the pale pastels of the warmed over corporatism of people like Nikki Haley. Well, first of all, bless his heart, DeSantisLies.com. <laughs> uh, the biggest news for tonight, uh, in addition to that, was Chris Christie dropping out the mm -hmm. race a few hours before the debate. Some people said, when did the race even, when did his campaign even start? But he was in the campaign mm -hmm. uh, and he dropped out, but he was caught on a hot mic. Been a lot of hot mic uh, uh, caught this week. Let's take a listen to that. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent 68 million so far, just on TV. Spent 68 million so far, 59 million by DeSantis, and we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even... She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Oh, he's, I, you know, I talked to De DeSantis called me. Petrified. You know, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't know why the GOP doesn't move Trump out the way and put uh, Nikki in his place. Because saying Trump has baggage is an extreme understatement. So replace him with Nikki. But I also didn't understand what, why spend so much time Nikki and Ron going in on each other when they both are so far behind Trump. So far. Like yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Like who, who, like what are you trying to prove by you know out debating Nikki Haley, or what is Nikki trying to prove by out debating Ron? Like the 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 the, the, the competition is time. It's Trump. way way in front of, yeah. and way in front of y'all. <laughs> Yeah, That's and she time. mentioned that too. She said that this debate was not about uh, her and Ron. It was about, uh, you know, Trump, exactly what you said. Now, at the same time, Trump was over on Fox News doing a one-on-one -on -one a town hall speaking, you know, the folks who were interested in what he had to say. And this is his response to Chris Christie dropping out the race. Chris Christie was uh, in and uh, he got a hot mic I heard about. I thought actually the biggest story wasn't the fact that he dropped out. Nobody cared too much about that. But he had a hot mic where he was talking to somebody about uh, the weather and he happened to say that she doesn't have what it takes. She'll be creamed in the in the election. Balls. And I mean, I know her very well and I happen <laughs> to believe that Chris Christie's right. That's one of the few things he's been right about, actually. So you don't think it changes the dynamic much? I don't know if it does or not. Chris Christie, uh, Donald Trump should have been like, Chris Christie can never finish running. He's never finished running in his life. Look at him. He can only run for about one or two minutes on the treadmill. <laughs> but, that, but that would be both of them. They both can't run more than two minutes on the treadmill. Yeah, but I know for whatever reason, nothing sticks to Trump, right? Like he's only three years younger or four years younger than Joe Biden, but never gets called old. He's probably about 30 pounds lighter than Chris Christie, but never gets called fat. Not like that. Not like Chris Christie does. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, they did address uh, Trump's character. Uh, the question was asked, you know, should Trump be in leadership again? And this is what they both had to say. Do you believe Donald Trump has the character to be president again? Well, I think the next president needs to have moral clarity. I think oh, you cool. need to have moral clarity to understand that it's taxpayer money, not your own money. I think you need to have moral clarity to understand that when you're dealing with dictators in the world, that we always have to fight for democracies and human rights and protecting Americans and preventing war. And so when you look at Donald Trump, I have said, I think he was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies, but his way is not my way. I 
I don't have vengeance. I don't have vendettas. I don't take things personally. For me, it's very much about no drama, no whining, and getting results and getting them done. So I don't think that President Trump is the right president to go forward. I think it's time for a new generational leader. Well, I'm running because I'm the guy that's going to be able to engineer a comeback for this country. I appreciated what President Trump did, but let's just be honest. He said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to hold Hillary accountable, and he let her, let her off the hook. He said he was going to eliminate the debt, and he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. So we need to deliver and get this stuff done. Uh, we should care about character, but nobody cares about character. Nobody cares about purity. When will folks realize clearly voters don't care about any of that stuff? They don't want purity or morals. They want politicians to be effective, and folks feel like Trump is effective. And it's amazing to me that, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis is up there talking about all of the things Donald Trump didn't get due as far as, uh, you know, uh, uh, what he promised. Instead of focusing on the fact he's got 91 criminal charges, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like we shouldn't even be talking about, you know, what he didn't get accomplished while he was in the White House. Like the fact he's got 91 criminal charges and uh, attempted a coup of this country should be enough for people not to want to vote for him. All right. But clearly it's not. All right. Well, that is front page news. What we got next hour? Tish. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. it was a clown show yesterday. Uh, Congress, a lot went down yesterday. You guys might want to break out the fans on this one because it was a lot of tea going on. Yo, so drop one of the clues bombs for the reporter who was asking Hunter Biden the tough questions as yes. Hunter Biden was walking down that hall. I laughed at that a lot. I'm trying to find Don't the video so yet. I can repost it. But we'll get oh, it. my God. We'll get on we'll the next hour. We'll talk about it in hey, seven. Get, um, get me Joe Clark from Lean On Me. Too, when we, <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? Get me Joe Clark from Lean On Me before we do that story. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, Dizzy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Yeah, What's up, Trav? Uh, Charlamagne. Peace, what's happening? Now, Trav, you haven't uh, been calling in a little bit. You must have a new boo, Trav. You say, you y'all was off for three months, Dizzy. We wasn't off for no damn three months, but I, I just weeks. came back this week. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? Black people love to exaggerate. I saw somebody yesterday say Breakfast Club only works six months out the year. Like, where y'all getting? Where y'all getting this from, yo? Where they give me information from, Shar? The, the, the nigga net. Envy, I'm gonna be real. Envy, you shouldn't be allowed to come back to work until after the playoffs. If your team didn't make the playoffs, you shouldn't be able to go to work. That is very true. I agree with that. I'm just gonna be honest with you, Shar. <laughs> But look, so I have a question for you. Yes, so sir. you know that means you going to the Super Bowl. Oh, Did you get our goodness. suite yet? Uh, no, I haven't gotten the suite yet. Sorry, you need to start looking for the suite, Char. It's get a waste a of money, kids. Trav. It's going to be a waste of money. But look at you hating. Hating at 6 o'clock in the morning. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hello, who's this? Good morning. It's your boy Ryan from Brooklyn. How you doing? Ryan from Brooklyn. What up? Get it off your chest. I'm pissed off, man. These, this insurance, these insurance people. They gotta count their day. I've been hurt out of work for a couple months now, and they they, they ain't paid me yet. And I'm pissed off, man. They gotta count their days. Mutual. Damn. <laughs> well, you're not gonna get insurance threatening them, okay? Yeah, that, that's not gonna work, bro. You're a liability. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Have a blessed day, sir. Yeah, goodbye, sir. Hello, who's this? Yo, DJ Envy, this is B Ray from Atlanta. All right, B Ray, what's up? Get it off your chest. Yes, sir. I just want to say shout out to Charmaine. Shout out to yourself for doing what y'all do on a positive note. 
But Charlamagne was singing Mary J. Blige. Shout out to her. This is her birthday. Absolutely. But I just I just want to say why Charlamagne won't let people that way Beijing be happy. You know, it, what? It's hard people say. that wear Beijing be happy. Why you won't let Beijing people be happy, man? Just because you got a bald head with no face hair. And you got all the noise to say about people wear Beijing. I wear a little bit of it, but not a lot. Well, I want y'all. I, I want y'all to be happy, but clearly you're not. Because if you were happy, then you know you would let your gray show. Yeah, my, my gray does show, but there's it, nothing wrong with how enhancing your, your your personal health. I'm not. Listen, I'm, if, it's not health, but I'm not mad at you if you feel like doing the Beijing thing. But I'm gonna point it out when it looks very fake, like Envy's be doing. Mine don't look fake, but thank you, bro. He just be hating because he ain't got no hair on the top and of his head. I, and by the way, I don't have no problem with Beijing. Yes, you do. I have a problem with y'all people that make it look so obvious. Like y'all be looking crazy. Like it just look like somebody just took black paint and just threw it on your head. You a hater? It looks insane. He's a hater, well, B Ray. What's up, Charles? Man, it's no different when when you get pedicures and manicures. You put clear ink on your fingernails. What's the difference? I don't. Get no you put ink, ink on, on my your fingers? fingers when I get a pedicure. Charlotte, man, you put ink on your finger. What color you use, Charlotte? I don't get color. He get color. Yo, yo, listen, put, there's yo, nothing wrong with Beijing. Y'all just need to stop doing it yourself. Maybe go to a professional and let <laughs> hey, a professional hey, blend it in hey, or something. Hey, if it's hard to trust somebody about having no facial hair in 2024, man. There you go. Be right. You know what it is? Facial hair. Be right. You know, women get their hair dyed all the time. There's nothing, wrong, the there's nothing wrong with a little Justin Man or a little Beijing. Women get their hair dyed by a professional. Our women know how to put just enough in it so it at least looks natural. Y'all don't be looking natural, and y'all get mad when somebody calls it out. Well, B-Ray, tell him we don't do it for him. Why he trying to look at us like that? So, man, I get my hair cut every two weeks. I pay $100, and my barber... Put enhancements in my beard every now and then, but I let my gray hair like that. And I, I bet you yours Thank look you, way better than Envy's. Yo, stop it. Envy look like the <laughs> Envy look like the beetle off the first Mario Brothers, the little black beetle. Off the, I'm talking about the the one from '86. Don't, la don't laugh at him, B Ray. We stick together. <laughs> don't laugh at him. Hey, well, let's let's out to y'all, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all do, man. Have Peace a good one, Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify has made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N.
We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wait, wait, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Liam Pitts. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, in November, I got uh, hurt on the job. And 
Well, I want to say hey, uh, hey, Charlemagne, and hey, uh, DJ, and the Peace King, how are you? I'm not too good, but you know, I got hurt, and they put me on light duty and work with cop, but then turn around, didn't get me out for pain or anything, so I was out a couple of days. So they fired me, but they told me they could have fired me because I was on work with cop. I didn't think you could be fired on work with so, cop. I didn't know that either. Damn. So I haven't got any received any money for the whole month of December for work miscomp. And now I'm going into January. I ain't have no money to pay my rent or anything. And I went to Cabbage and Natman and they said it took 90 days for them to even the process to handle. And I mean, I'm, I'm up, I'm up a creek without a powder. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What you need, brother? Like what you, what you, what you looking, what you looking for? I mean, something just to get me past this month because I, I go to court on the 22nd of this month for an invention. I mean, maybe y'all can't help me, but I mean, I need some kind of help. I mean, I called the churches and uh, and all them, and they said well, they can't you, help me unless I pay December month rent. Well, put your cash app out there. Yeah, put your cash app out there. Uh, capital L I N D, capital P I T T S. Okay, bro. That's it? Yeah. Okay, brother. All right, now. Yeah, Taylor, one of our producers said it depends on what state you're in uh, if you could be fired for uh, workers' comp. So I guess the state that he is can let him go or being on workers' comp. Sorry for that, brother. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? My name is Ahmad. Ahmad, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, So good morning, y'all. Uh, I have nothing negative to get off my chest. I wanted to say a couple things. Though. So one, uh, I, want, I tried to call y'all last month and tell y'all happy anniversary because December 7th is actually my birthday, too. So hey. I want to make sure I told you happy birthday, or happy anniversary, and everything Thank like you, that. Uh, no problem, no problem. Two, it's just cool to talk to both of y'all. Actually, it's just cool to talk to you because I used to, uh, I used to uh, be a Charlemagne hater, no lie. But uh, after some time, I started listening to you, and I was like, dang, he actually, uh, we we kind of, I'm not gonna say think alike, but I was like, I definitely agree on certain things that he stand though. So I haven't been a Charlemagne hater in a few years. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. But I, I need my haters too now. Which I understand. I feel like everybody needs some haters, but like. Only if you really, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be something to hate on. And I felt like, well, if I'm agreeing with stuff, I can't really hate on them. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, everybody loves a bad guy, okay? It's called Stockholm uh, Stockholm Syndrome, sir. You're listening to it so long no, that, it's not. that you forget that you hate him. You just, and you start liking Everybody him. loves the bad guy. I like being the bad guy. 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to talk about who Stephen A. Smith called a fat bastard. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Stephen A. Smith. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is The Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Now, yesterday I was uh, I followed Stephen A. Smith on Instagram and on social media, and he posted something that was totally unlike Stephen A. Smith. Uh, this is what he said on his Instagram yesterday, which I noticed, and I'm like, this doesn't sound like Stephen A. There's a few things going on in the world of sports that need to be addressed, but on this particular day, they don't take precedent. Instead, one would be Aaron Rodgers and his situation with the Pat McAfee show. That's necessary to address because after all, I'm an employee for ESPN. The other would be a fat bastard that has gotten away for far too long talking his bull. You wanted some? Fine. I'm happy to give it to you. 
all I will say is that the things that I'm going to say, um, please don't hold anybody responsible for it other than me. Nobody. I even took the liberty of calling my pastor to apologize in advance for what I'm going to say about that no good bastard. So I will address that in just a few minutes. And I'm not engaging in hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. The pastor's name is Pastor A.R. Bernard at Christian Cultural Center. You don't believe me? Call him and ask. All right. So that's where it started. And, Steve, you know, Stephen A. Smith is my queen's brethren. When I seen him start talking like that, I said, what the hell is going on? How was he talking? Just like that. Like, you know, Stephen A. Smith, he used... That's not, like, that wasn't nothing extra. That wasn't nothing but he, crazy. He usually doesn't talk about colleagues. He usually talk more about sports. Jason Woodlock's not his colleague. Well, Jason Woodlock, if you don't know who it is, he has a show on Blaze. And he said, Stephen A. Smith... I guess he went down the same road as Cat Williams tried to go down and he said Stephen A. Smith was an industry plant and that he even didn't even write his own book. Well, Stephen A. Smith wanted to address some of the things that Jason Whitlock said about him. This man will tell you I'm lying. He even went so far as to say my autobiography where I talk about my mother, my father, my sisters, the business, my hiring and firing and rehiring at ESPN. I didn't write it. This article is an article written on Deadspin.com. The title, How Jason Whitlock is Poisoning ESPN's Black Grant Land. Let me read the graph to you. This staff, the one Whitlock was praising by way of warnings that if the writers and editors wouldn't align with his vision, he would get rid of them, was not the one Whitlock wanted. The Undefeated was originally meant to attract the best and brightest young black talent in the country. Those young writers comprehensively refused to work with him. So did big name ESPNers like Howard Bryant, Jamel Hill, and Stephen A. Smith. I couldn't write, huh? Well, he talks about that, and then he talks about after that, Jason Whitlock actually running up on him and apologizing and saying he's sorry and wrote an email and said he understands and how uh, bad he thought their relationship was. Did you tell them how you stood outside, outside of first take begging me to talk to you? Did you tell them that once the same article in Deadspin came out, weeks later you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email begging me to forgive you? Pointing out how you were betrayed by this particular writer so you know how I must feel that you betrayed me. Did you tell the folks that? You <laughs> He also talks about how he doesn't like Jason so much that he even made it his point to put in his contract that he never, ever has to work with him on the network. Ladies and gentlemen, how serious I am? Am I? I have a contract that I negotiated with ESPN and I signed in 2015. I had it in my contract and I have a copy of it where it specifically stipulates that I never work with Jason Whitlock. It's in writing. No wonder you didn't see him on first take. You didn't see him on Undisputed with Skip Bayless either. Skip Bayless wouldn't allow him on there. You didn't see him on Numbers Never Lie either. Jamel Hill and Michael Smith wouldn't allow him on there. I wonder how much of this is uh, Stephen A. Smith being actually upset or how much of this is Stephen A using Jason Whitlock for content not not that Stephen A needs it you know mm -hmm. what I mean and I'm not mad at any of it but I just wonder because Shannon Sharp had a great week with the Cat Williams Club Shea Shea interview you know right. Pat McAfee had a great week with all the Aaron Rodgers Jimmy Kimmel controversy Stephen A might feel a need to keep up might be a need to so. compete 
I don't know. I'm just saying because there really is no reason for Stephen A. Smith to be discussing Jason Whitlock at this point. I mean, he's been throwing shots at Stephen A. Smith and everybody over there for years. So maybe Stephen A. Smith got fed up. I don't know. Maybe he's just using this for content. I don't know. But it gets to a point sometimes you probably just get fed up. It's just like you say one more thing and it's like, you know what? I just got to respond to dude. Like enough is enough. Oh, who cares? Other than noise, other than drama, other than us loving to see people go at each other. Why do we care about this situation? Because I still don't even know what this is all about. Right. <laughs> and you've been explaining it for the past four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Stephen A. Smith. He had to get some things off his chest, and he did. Uh, also, Young Miami allegedly, now this is a Jasmine brand exclusive. They're reporting that uh, she has to cut, not cut, but cut out Diddy on her reality show. They're saying that possibly, I'll say allegedly, that the show is pushed back a little bit because there's a lot of scenes with Diddy, and they're taking those scenes out. Mm. I don't know how true that is. Young Miami, she listens uh, every morning. Well, most of the mornings when she's taking her kids to school. So hopefully she'll check in and say, well, that's true or that's not true. But that's allegedly. And that show was set to air on BET later this year. Well, I wasn't looking forward to that show because of any Diddy appearances anyway. Nope. I was looking forward to that show because Young Miami is highly entertaining. Absolutely. You know, Carisha's highly entertaining. So, yes, I want to see Carisha's behind the scenes life. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm highly intrigued and interested in a, a Young Miami reality TV show. Yeah. And we were, we seen them taping at the BET Awards. We seen them taping a pair. They were so, taping here, yeah. Yeah, they were taping a lot of places. So I look forward to seeing that as well. I, I, I want to see, I, I, I care about seeing cameos from JT more than I do <laughs> um, uh, Diddy. Mm hmm. All right, and that is your rumor report. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Tesla and Figueroa will be breaking down what's happening in the world. And then we have. Angela Rye, Tiffany Cross, and Andrew Gillum, the Native Land Podcast. They'll be joining us. They got a new podcast that they launched today, and we'll talk to them in a few. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What's up, Tess? What's going on? DJ NV and Charlemagne the Guy. Peace, Tess. Let's jump right into it. Hunter Biden. Man, yesterday was a circus, to say the least. Very entertaining. He popped up yesterday uh, attending, unexpectedly attending the hearing about if Congress should hold him in contempt. Let's go to CBS for the report. There was some high drama on Capitol Hill today after Hunter Biden made a surprise appearance at the House Oversight Committee. That group has been weighing whether to hold the president's son in contempt of Congress. At issue, Hunter Biden's earlier refusal to appear for a closed-door deposition he instead offered to testify publicly. House Republicans want to talk with him as part of their impeachment inquiry into his father. 30 minutes into today's hearing, Hunter Biden walked out without responding to any questions. Yeah, so a lot was going on. Republicans were throwing shots all afternoon. Representative Nancy Mace, uh, she went there talking about white privilege and mentioned who has balls and who doesn't. Take a listen. You are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no to come up here. Okay, then after that, Marjorie Taylor Greene had this to say about him being a coward sits here with a smug look on, look on his face and runs away when it's my turn to talk. Not only is he a criminal, but he is a coward. Then after that, he went outside and reporters, going back to what you talked about earlier, Charlemagne, they walked up on him and his attorney and asked him about crack. Let's take a listen. Can you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at anything, any of that. You know what I mean. But I do feel like you got to keep the same energy because you know President Donald Trump and his administration. You know they, they've they've ducked a lot of subpoenas. You mm-hmm. know f- from Congress, and I've never heard anybody from the GOP call 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 him out about it. The question: mm-hmm. You sold crack before? Are there different types of crack? No, I, I never knew that there was different types of crack, and that's 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 what was so entertaining about that. We are the most unserious country ever. I truly don't even know how shows like SNL are still on because everything is a spoof. But real life is funnier. I didn't know there was types of crack. Like, what level of privilege do you have to have to be able to get different types of crack? I, I, like, is there a crack in Robins? Like, do folks go so they can get 31 flavors of that fried cocaine? I, I don't know. Can you fry crack? Can you grill crack? Can is it jerk? Well, crack? you can fry coke. That's all. That's all crack is is fried crack, fried cocaine. And what flavors do they have? Is it like peanut butter blossom crack, non dairy mint chocolate, choco chunk crack? <laughs> you know what I mean? Chocolate mousse crack royale. What do they have? Huh? Old fashioned butter pecan crack, Ooh. Oreo cookies and cream crack? Huh? Chocolate cherry bar crack, mint chocolate chip crack. Mm. How many? What type of crack is it, Hunter? <laughs> maybe they were talking about the potency of the crack. Because, you know, you can step on it. Maybe, you know, maybe some a little bit stronger, not stronger. I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe. Yeah. I just like, damn, boy. They, white privilege must be real for real when you can get different types of crack. They only had one type of crack when I was growing up. Just <laughs> plain, basic, good old crack. Plain, basic, vanilla crack. This is the plain, basic vanilla. We ain't even get vanilla chocolate or strawberry. Just straight vanilla. Jesus. Dang. So would you say you said they went Joe? Uh, what they do? They went Joe Clark on to play that red. You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? I'm trying to tell you. Look that's at all, me, that's, boy. that's all I was missing. Crack. That's how that reporter. See, that reporter ain't got no sense of culture. Right. If he had a sense of culture, because he was asking great questions. Right. All the questions leading up to it, but you got to end it with that joke. You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you, boy? If he'd have ended it with Joe Clark, oh legend, legend. <laughs> See, y'all don't take anything serious. No, That's we don't. That's your problem. No, yeah. we don't. This is America's. Uh, this is the series finale of America. Okay, final act. So let's enjoy it. Goodness gracious. Yeah, definitely was a mess. But overall, the uh, House Oversight Committee did vote twenty-five to twenty-one to approve a resolution holding Hunter Biden in contempt. So we'll just continue to keep following. But yesterday was very entertaining. And so much more was said, Charlie. Before we get out of what did they were saying about erections and uh, show, showing I mean, penis every, pics. Yeah, everybody was just messing up. Like I saw somebody calling out somebody for showing penis pics, and then I saw Representative uh, Pramila Jayapal say Trump incited an erection. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> yeah, you could talk about that, too, I guess. It was just wild. Like, it was just a wild time yesterday in Congress. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tez. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla Figueroa's podcast, Disgrace Shot, No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network and follow at Tesla Figueroa on all social media platforms. All right. Now, when we come back, Angela Rye, Tiffany Cross and Andrew Gillum will be joining us. They got a new podcast, the Native Land Podcast. We're going to chop it up with them next. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club, and we got some special guests in the building. Yes, indeed. We have Angela Rye. All right. Hello. Tiffany Cross. Hey. And Andrew Gillum. Welcome. What's up, What's up everybody? Happy yeah, New Year. How y'all feeling? The internet calls him Destiny Fulfilled. <laughs> now we're death row. Did you hear that? They were like, it's giving death row. I was like, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. It's because of their promo pictures day. for uh, what they're here to talk about, their new podcast, Native Land. Native Land Podcast. Yes. Well, how did you three get together? 
They decided oh, to do no. this podcast. Long before the podcast, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've all known each other. Angela and I've known Angela almost my whole adult life. I think we met when I was like 23, 24, mm-hmm. right when we both moved to D.C. Angela and Andrew already knew each other. And Andrew and I met through the years. Yeah. Um, CBC mostly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But you were also like in D.C. Mm-hmm. a yeah. lot um, doing things. And so it was really organic the way our friendship came together. And Angela had this vision um, of doing the podcast and reached out to both of us and when Angela calls, when my sister calls, I always say yes. So mm-hmm. we we had an instant. I mean, it is instant mad love and respect for the sister who was. I mean, leveling your biggest beast in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't matter, uh, and to see Angela change the culture for young professionals in D.C. during her time there, her legacy lives on with other young. They ain't as live, but it lives on through those who are continuing her work. And to come to this podcast. I think what is particularly special is not just the long-standing relationship that we have with each other. It is that very few people want to enter your atmosphere when they think you are radioactive. Mm. Maybe you're radioactive cooling. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you've gotten through, but it is very hard to find the first. It's the same is that all the hardships had somehow reached alchemy that you could turn what was what you thought was bad, horrific, that you still mourning and grieving and triggered by um you have to be thankful for it all with, with that said who determines if you're radioactive though because i think a lot of times we might care more than other people do like it might just be you know society at large i mm-hmm. think social media can be harsh um them i agree i Listen, hate that I said I agree. this morning <laughs> no but she's right because the social media creates the noise yeah. right yes. and sometimes it can penetrate lazy journalism and drive how newsrooms sure. treat you absolutely um, and how they speak so uh, and sometimes it, it like they say be your own people you yeah, know sometimes yeah, yeah. people who you thought were your friend are, were not at that time mm-hmm. in, in the time of fire I would say when my um, show got canceled unexpectedly, Charlemagne, you remember that time period, Absolutely. of course. They said it was Charlemagne's fault. Um, no, it was, it was not. not. It was no. not Charlemagne's fault at all, for the record. Um, but you could not reach me. Like, you literally had to go through Angela to get to me. Um, like, Angela, get on a plane, come to Atlanta, and we were, like, together um, nonstop. And, you know, you notice who's slow to return your phone calls mm-hmm. because they're playing the power game and, you know, would rather align with like feckless leaders who uphold white mm-hmm. supremacy instead of people who never came to you in crisis, but were always with you in sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have Ooh, three like people that. here mm-hmm. who um, have been consistent in that way. And it takes a special person, like Andrew said, to stand with you in the fire. But Andrew, I want Andrew to say the advice he gave because I can be a petty you know, and it's like, I don't <laughs> with that person anymore. And Andrew has a really great point that he makes about expecting, like acceptance and expecting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are expecting, I'm going to mess it up, but you are expecting a hyena to act like a lion mm-hmm. when they've always been a hyena. That's right. So you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. No, I mean, I, so the, the point about, I think, tried through the fire, you know, the Phoenix keeps coming to mind of, of, of going through something and then trying to emerge Going through these kinds of things, me, the trial, everything that happened post um, my run for governor of Florida, I had assumed that people who benefited Hmm. financially, personally, who got their jobs are holding those jobs and those advances because of doors you open because you refuse to do business with people who did not hire, employ, respect Mm -hmm. uh, the diversity of our community whose Mm -hmm. dollars we're actually spending. And I thought because of my presence but then forget 
what it meant to lead and represent it as a mayor and run for governor and, and earn those votes and so on and so forth. But the, the people who I care about and the commissioner couldn't, they they were I, I, aloof, disappeared, vamooth. You couldn't have thought they were your real friends, though. No, no. I absolutely thought that really? these were people who I yeah. could go into a bunker with. And I think wow. all of us would have. Yeah. If you if you pull back the layers, I'm not sure how, how wide you go with all your circle and whether you call everybody a friend. But these are people I put on a friend list absolutely. after scrutiny yeah. and expect that they're going to be there for me not because I read something in the newspaper and I'm just trying to find his heart. No, it's because the person I know wouldn't do what you're suggesting. Praise God. Right. And I'm standing with him in the gap until somebody proves me otherwise right. or proves me different. And even after that, I have grace. Mm-hmm. Right. When none of that shows up, lonely, angry, mad and all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know, is for the birds. I'm just so thankful, God. Revealed for me people in my life who would say and hold me and say, you know, you were expecting those folks to show up as you would. And I understand how that happens. Mm -hmm. But their reaction was simply them doing what they knew how to do. Mm -hmm. It was their default. They didn't know to perform differently. They didn't know to organize our friends and hold a press conference and call for this, that, and the third. What they did was they retreated their safety and security. Because if they can take this dude down... Then what? What about what me? Do to me? Right, and that's the me? intention of it. That is the intention of it. Don't be too bold. Don't be too real. Don't speak too honest the truth. We have to present like if these negresses get too out of hand, we gonna we are going to castrate you on some level. I think that happens all the time. So it's right. Cassidy. It is important to show, Kill like, hey, dead. I'm still here. I ain't never gone nowhere. We are all still here. We're all still standing. And even if, like, the faces look different, right? But it still represents the same thing. So it is, I, I would say, um, Andrew, and for all of us who have ever found ourselves in the public eye in a negative way, to the mass consumers out there, don't do the conservative white man's bidding for him. Mm. Stop spreading bullshit on the internet. Stop spreading salacious things on the internet to get likes. Stop spreading lot like they expect you to do that. Sure. They're like, we gonna spoon feed this to you because we know that you will be the person to carry this to the community, mm-hmm. whether it be right wing talking points or an effort to take out one of your leaders. Does it bother you that it's a lot of times in, in both your situations in, in Angela as well, where it's the people that look like you yes. that's attacking you more? It is a problem. That is a problem. Part of it is, I think, social media, which just erodes intellect in a lot of ways. Um, read a paper and stop scrolling through Instagram looking at nonsense. But also, even as it impacts um, lazy journalism, look, the, the oppressor does not um, have to look like them. Sometimes the oppressor looks like you. Sometimes they select, I'm going to pick you the overseer because I know you are a weak one who can be bought and sold. And I know I can send you out to the path to keep all the other Negroes and in check and you have to look at yourself like what side if, I, if history steps back and judge me what side am I on mm-hmm. and look you know, if you look at history there's always been that mm-hmm. like Martin Luther King was not celebrated mm-hmm. his entire life right. he was considered a troublemaker like we don't want you around here master feed us good mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. happy so there's always been those people don't be that person all right, we got more with Angela Rod, Tiffany Cross, and Andrew Gillum. Their new podcast, The Native Land Podcast, is out today. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Angela Rod, Tiffany Cross, and Andrew Gillum. Now, Charlemagne, where Why did you get your name Native Land from, Angela? Oh, Angela yeah, already gave me the look like, steer this <laughs> back to the podcast. Yeah, like we, we can we can go in. And I think the main thing for us to know is this is radio. We want people to tune into the podcast. We want yes. them to do that every week. It's dropping every single Thursday. Um, Native Lamb Pod uh, is something. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. You gonna have just cut you off like that? Like I've been talking for 15 minutes. Hush, boy. Hush, boy. Um, but no, it was. Uh, there's a stanza in James Weldon Johnson's "Lift Every Voice and Sing." 
true to our God, true to our native land. And I think that the conundrum that many of us find ourselves in is we know that this isn't our original birthplace. This isn't our origin story, so to speak. It mm-hmm. is the continent. But a lot of us have never been there. We have been fortunate to go. But a lot of us haven't been there. But this has become our native land. This has because become our home base because our folks built this. I say we built this joint for free. And then moreover, because of the lack of safety that Tiff has referenced and that Andrew's referenced, we wanted a home base for our folks to come to every single week. And so when we say native land, probably we also say welcome home, y'all. What would you say to people who will probably look at y'all and say, well, this is just going to be another Democratic echo chamber? I don't know why. <laughs> I, I mean, I vote Democrat most of the time, um, but I am not a talking head for the party at all. I think they make horrific um, decisions. I think they summarily dismiss our community the same way um, a lot of the cable news industry does. I think they uh, fail us at every point. I think this is part of um, another narrative that some black folks have taken in and believed. Um, and that is, and some, and a, a lot of white folks believe it, that black people are so loyal to the Democratic Party. That is not true. Black folks are loyal to ourselves mm-hmm. and the world benefits from it. Um, society benefits from, from what we do. I understand the person's perspective who says, you know, you want me to participate in this system that has incarcerated my brother, poisoned my mother, keeps my kids in a dilapidated school. And you're telling me by my participation in this system, I'm going to somehow fix it. When for decades, my life has not changed. I understand that perspective. When we vote, we are not American enthusiasts trying to uphold the white man's democracy. We are voting in favor of harm reduction. That has nothing to do with loyalty to a party. We are loyal to our people. And by our people, I mean us as black folks, Mm -hmm. but also the rising majority of this country, the Asian American Pacific Islander community, the indigenous community, the Latino community, because this country hasn't been very polite or kind to any of those communities. And so we're trying to be here to advance a cause for the greater good, not for any political party. Would would any of y'all ever vote for a conservative like that? That wasn't a a Trump conservative. Conservative policies have been overwhelmingly harmful to black folks. So Mm -hmm. I would... I don't know. I don't necessarily get so caught up um, in titles. So it's Democratic ones, too, though. That's what I was about to say. Like, there are conservative Democrats. Mm -hmm. So I I, I think anybody who falls under the conservative umbrella, um, those policies are contrary to my survival uh, and to the health of my community. So I don't think so. I think, and, you know, we talked about um, lazy journalism earlier, and this is no insult to you, my dear brother, but I think that what we often do is say we want to break out of boxes, and then we try to find a way to put people right back in those boxes. I think here on the show what we're going to really try to do is break out of those constraints and really talk about what it looks like to have a black agenda thank god for alicia garza doing working on the black census project that now gives us permission to imagine what a world could look like that we could live in and thrive in i think the other thing that's really important is i don't really want to construct another republican frankenstein they tried that experiment and failed um, at least it failed us that's Donald Trump right like I don't want to build the ideal conservative for me I don't I don't know who that is I think I'm but there's progressive. no ideal no politician though. Well, no I, but that's Democrat. what I'm saying I to Tip's point about harm reduction mm-hmm. so for me I'm progressive I don't see myself in the White House I don't see myself for the most part in Congress there are several congressional black caucus members who I think don't get the attention and the respect they deserve because they represent my best interests. I wish some of them would run for higher office and some of them haven't and couldn't get there. And some of their, I appreciate the point around the best interest because the truth is 
is that most of these things benefit everybody. I mean, as part of one of when when we say people are out there advocating and legislating on our behalf, it's largely to close a gap yeah. that should never have existed in the That's first right. place. Mm-hmm. That exists in public policy, society, and it plays out every single day again on this hamster wheel that we're bridging that. But the benefit of that idea, that policy, you can't tell me getting that extra however many hundreds of dollars per child during COVID for child care didn't mean something to white folks, Mm -hmm. black folks, brown folks and everything in between. The problem is, is that we've got folks who are putting lots of money into making sure that all we know are our differences. Yeah. Right. You can't tell me my state is uber Republican when we had a race in 18 that came down to 0.4 percent difference. Mm -hmm. Now, I am nowhere near a conservative title. Joe Biden is much more than that than I am. And yet had a five or six point difference in the last Democratic nominee. You know, love him. But a 20 point gap. And so did Val Demings. Right. So what the hell are white people prepared to hear from us? And in what way do they need to hear it that doesn't betray our agenda? It mm-hmm. furthers it, but allows them to see themselves in the process. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's what we had to do to close that divide. And unfortunately, black voters are the most sophisticated voters that exist, period. And we are, we're going to exclamation think- mark that point on the program. Expound on that. Well, I, well, let's use Obama as an example. We thought he spoke well. We thought that he was well-groomed and well-prepared. And everybody was in love with Michelle Obama. But we that sounded didn't, very white, Dwayne. We didn't be <laughs> well spoken and well groomed. Spe- I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in a in, in a frame that I think most people recognize uh, yeah. are societal attributes mm-hmm. when you're considering somebody to be president of the United States. He mm-hmm. couldn't be no black brother, brown brother like me or Warnock from the South. Uh, That's uh, why I voted for him. Right, I voted for him because he seemed down. I wasn't sophisticated as a voter then. But yeah, I will tell you, and you, you, our age range, we carried him when our grandparents and parents didn't believe. When they were skeptical. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. When black folks saw that white folks in Iowa and New Hampshire were willing to go there for him, Mm -hmm. then it changed our perception of what was possible. But black folks, unfortunately, but it is created in us a gift, have always had to consider how white people will vote Mm -hmm. when considering whether we could get behind that candidate, put money there, organize for that person. Because if it can't, if it ain't real, Mm -hmm. as pragmatic people mm-hmm. we're not going there by and large we support you hallelujah da, da, da. but society by and large isn't supporting you so when we saw that did we rally or did we rally there was mm-hmm. no turning back after uh new hampshire and then south carolina there was south no carolina. it changed the winds in south carolina yeah, the polling oprah, was different yeah. a week before and oprah was with him in south carolina so i'm saying it was a lot of he, he won a lot of cultural wars Pop cultural wars. It, it, I it think took a long time to get to frames. that. A whole long yeah. time. Because black folks were silently in the Clinton camp, if you remember. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Y'all talking about y'all inside no. political people. I'm talking about people just on I'm the talking about no. my grandmother oh, and my yeah, mother who were committed to voting for Hillary Clinton. The first time I ever voted with Barack Obama. Period. And so you what I'm trying to tell you millions is, of others. What I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to tell you is that President Obama energized a whole group of people who never even considered politics. That's literally what I think Andrew's point was. There was young people first who carried him and made it feel like that was even possible. Older black folks were like, we're this yeah. cannot happen. Yeah. church pews and it wasn't happening. Not just political folks. And, and it wasn't because they were hating. That's they, right. They, 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 they love us and want the best happen. for us, but they are. They were scared. They didn't think he was going to be able to make it. To your point of sophisticated, why are we... Because we consider the performance of everyone else. Yep. Bake it into the formula before we go in and make decisions uh, yeah. about ourselves. We and don't have the what, privilege. That's, that's why we're going to talk about liberation. Because liberation is that I get to decide regardless of how 
it impacts. I am going in here and I've got a frame and yeah. my freedom requires that I vote for this thing that's going to lead to more of that. Yeah. All right, we got more with Angela Rye, Tiffany Cross, and Andrew Gillum. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Angela Rye, Tiffany Cross, Andrew Gillum. They have a new podcast, the Native Land Podcast. Now, I got a question. What is encouraging people out there to vote? Is, is it Joe Biden? Is it Donald Trump? People don't seem that enthused this year. Why would I get out and vote? And not sit on the couch, right? That's right. what a lot of people are saying. Why? Why would I go vote for Biden? Or, or they're saying, I haven't heard. I'm, why wouldn't I sit on the couch? I have heard. I wish somebody else was running. I have heard that. I've heard it a lot more. It is scaring me, right? And what I hope comes out of this, not just for us, for the conversations we'll have on Native Land Pod, but I hope what comes out of this is a push from the administration to do some things to meet people where they are, meet them in their sacrifice. People showed up through a pandemic for this administration mm -hmm. show up for these folks you know it's i'm tired of having the conversation about the democratic party takes black voters for granted we know what are you going to do about it chairman jamie harrison mm -hmm. i know you i know that you know the sacrifice i know what you're up against with all those white consultants that ain't moved over there we got your back so have ours right i think that it's time for us to really have that conversation more publicly we've had it Quietly, because a lot of our friends work in there. Mm -hmm. We want to give our, we want to embolden our friends, empower our friends. But now we're at a point where our family members, our friends, are talking about this more publicly, and they deserve to be held to account. And they attack y'all when y'all speak out against uh, their president Biden. Well, look, I, they do. I, they, they, this was some real yeah. plantation. Like, don't you talk about Massa like yeah. that? Well, but, 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 but I think he good to but, us. But Leonard, it might not just be plantation mentality. Some of it is fear. I was so I, I was I watched him, and I don't want to minimize that fear. Was, I got to check this time mm -hmm. that there was legislation. There, there, there. So you were, can't be mad at people who feel like that about Trump when they got their stimmies. Oh, listen, you're about check. I thought he was in my checks and balances. And, and not, ju oh. not just the stimulus. <laughs> I'm saying the agenda. If y'all, if you have kids and you were paying for daycare mm -hmm. and you saw that that subsidy doubled on your taxes, yeah. mm -hmm, that it went to a three month, every three month disbursement. Things have happened as a result of this man being in office that has improved our quality of life. How do you message what, that? What, what, well, you got to remind people, and you, they have to stand the fight forward. What happened? Manchin and Cinema said, we're not going back there. And that was all she wrote. Mm -hmm. Two Democrats said, we're stepping back in the Senate. And that was all she wrote. Lord, but I will yeah. tell you this much. If Biden were running off of his agenda, and by the way, I firmly believe these things ought to exist in society anyway, because we don't, right. get, we don't pay people enough to deal with the hell we deal with to catch our breath from day to day. We are, Native Land Podcast is going to be transformational because I think it's going to remind us of our power. And yes, elections have names on the ballot of people we don't like, think too old, might die, da-da-da-da-da. But it is, unfortunately, the system that we are operating within. And yeah. until we can coerce that system to looking more like the one that we believe we deserve, That's right. you don't walk off the field. Mm -hmm. You stay on the field because there are consequences to walking off the field. Yeah. Trump said, I know who's getting most impacted by this coronavirus and is mostly older, sicker and people of color. I knew right then in that press conference it, that he didn't care a lick about the coronavirus because the people who were at the intersection of the greatest impact didn't look like him. He didn't care about him, so on and so forth. So if we just check out because we're not getting everything. At least tell me you're checking out from Joe Biden because on the other side of the agenda, you're getting more than what you're getting on this side. I may have an unpopular take here, so I may lose my amen corner, but um, it, there is a saying in politics that you can never blame the voter. 
I am going to blame the voter a little bit because mm -hmm. I feel like society at large is so caught up again in bull. And so there are many things that the Biden administration has done that people benefit from. I think, one, there's a lack of understanding in civics in this country across every socioeconomic yeah, status, that's across true. every racial divide. People don't understand the difference between state, federal and local government. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people ascend, uh, ascribe blame where there should be none that's to the true. federal government, too. We have to take responsibility as citizens of this country. It is our job to know when elections are happening, what's on the ballot, who's on the ballot, why these things matter. So maybe, just maybe, instead of scrolling through Instagram, looking at nonsense for three hours, maybe pick up a paper or maybe Google. Maybe say, what has Biden done for black America? That's a question you have asked. That. That's a fair question. You should be asking it. I encourage that kind of curiosity. Ask it. Maybe... Um, you will be surprised. You can call up your member of Congress and say, hey, I got 50 friends at my house and we want to hear what you're doing for us. That member of Congress just might show up. Maybe show up to the school board meeting where your kids are in school, where they're taking, they're rewriting history. They're, they're banning books in this country right now. Maybe participate in that. At the bare minimum, you can read something. At most, you can go up and show and show up someplace and ask a question. You can host something. You can be a voice. You can write a check to a candidate. You can run for office. But these things do require some participation from us, not us sitting around whining about, well, I don't know what he did. Mm -hmm. When you have this in your hand every five minutes and it's full of information, you can find a reliable source from the White House website itself to newspapers, et cetera, and be informed. I agree with you. I just think we're intellectually dishonest about a lot of this stuff based on what party we like because we'll say things. If you say Trump mm. did the first step back, Trump didn't do the first step back, Congress did for it. See, a little intellectually dishonest everybody is I based on what fair. party I think that's you fair. deal with. On both, on all sides, yeah. Of it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I, you said Google what Biden did. Mm -hmm. So you want, so whatever he did pass. Oh, you passed, can Google what Trump gonna, did? She I was saying to the question because people, it does come up. I mean, even in some of the questions in the comments where I was like what do you guys want us to address on the podcast mm -hmm. one of them was what did Biden do for black people versus G the GOP now the we, they got a shortcut get, because the they can look at done. that speech oh, from yesterday no the, uh, from the, the Charleston speech because he had a whole list of stuff in the pulpit at Mother Emanuel of what he believes he did for black but people. But the things he didn't get done, the first thing we'll say is was because Congress wouldn't allow him to. But yeah. if he had gotten them done, y'all be like, look what Biden did. That's why I say it's, it's a little... Well, I think be careful about y'all, right? We t have this fight all the time, mm -hmm. even on our phone calls. Like, I don't <laughs> like to... You saying y'all... Why are you saying y'all to me? No, like, that's not how you say that's it. it. Say y'all again. Yeah. That's what she said. How about that? Say y'all again. Say y'all again. I bet you don't say it. I bet you don't say it. What's up? But no, I think at the end of the day... It is true that we will um, assign blame um, to people that sometimes don't deserve it when there is a whole process to Tiff's point on civics and we will reward someone who we need them to win, you know, and I think that, again, going back to the reason we're here today, Native Land Pod, every Thursday, we're going to be honest about processes. We want our folks to be smarter. Mm -hmm. We want folks to hold us to account. If we say something wrong, tell us. We want to mm -hmm. get it right. And it's not to be right. It's because we want to be better. We want to be free. We want to mm -hmm. walk in our true liberation. If we can get our folks one step closer to that, mm -hmm. that's what we want to do every single as, day. As long as we give them a shout out right now, because black people, ever since we've been able to participate in elections and before, have been holding this country and pushing this country closer right. to its true vision of an American dream yeah. and its mm -hmm. principles upon which it's built, enshrined in the Declaration of Independence and and the Constitution and reiterated throughout, it's been black voters who have consistently showed up to hold America to the 
fire of the promise mm. that we weren't even designed in from its beginning. The words were there, the actions weren't, and black folks would be the reinforcers and the accountability agents to make the words mean something. That's right. That's right. Native Land Podcast right. starts January this 11th. Thursday. And, and I think it's very important to note that this is the first flagship podcast from Reason Choice Media, which mm. is a political podcast network uh, with, with, with iHeart that Angela Rye is the founder of. With you and Chris Morrow, and it is my nice. honor. There you indeed. go. Yes. So there'll be a lot more shows uh, coming down the pipeline. That's Every right. Week. Well, we appreciate you guys for joining Thank us. Thank you, you so much. Thank Andrew you. Thank you all for time. Andrew Gillum. Subscribe to Native Land Podcast right Today. now. Do it. That's Today. right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye West. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we're on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. Now, Kanye West is being sued for allegedly assaulting a man. Now, back on January 13, 2022. What kind of assault now? Kanye West allegedly beat up a man named oh, Justin okay. uh, Popowski. Or Popowski. Now, uh, it's been two years later. The man is suing him for assault and battery. Now, this man is an alleged autograph dealer. He, uh, They say he goes around L.A. allegedly and looks for autographs. And then he flips it. And then he sells the autographs. Well, Kanye West uh, actually spoke about this incident with Jason Lee. And now this interview is actually coming back to the forefront because people are talking about what he said in this interview. The autograph secret, they're taking the autographs and make money on it. Mm -hmm. This is the same as a paparazzi. This is not a fan. Mm -hmm. This is someone using your image that probably never listened to your songs. So I end up getting to an altercation with the, the guy uh that wanted to make money off my autographs and this dude just he just had this like real attitude like what you gonna do and this and that i'm gonna just tell you that blue covid mask didn't stop that knockout you know what i'm saying was it the taunt <laughs> was it the taunting the disrespect the disregard for your privacy was, <laughs> what was it it's all that but that's that's what hollywood be pay him kanye i mean you got no choice you, you admitted to it you, yeah you have to pay him but i will say it is a sense of harassment that comes from uh these these paparazzi folk but i guess when you're a celebrity on the level of a uh, kanye west it kind of comes with the territory but mm -hmm. you're still human at the end of the day well the guy is saying that kanye punched him once and now he's severely injured including disfigurement lost earnings mental pain and suffering oh yeah and claiming it affected his sex life with his wife. Oh, yeah, man. You get hit by somebody as rich as Kanye West, you got to put that act on. You got to drop to the floor and hit a seizure and a Harlem Shake at the same damn time. <laughs> I mean, I ain't never getting up. I ain't getting up till somebody move me. Okay? We do have audio of the incident, but we're not going to play it. But the last part of the incident, he goes, can somebody call the police? Somebody call the police. <laughs> I can't even move. Please. I can't get up from this position. I am here. I'm not moving. I'm not moving till the police come. The ambulance. I'm not moving. And if you let a man beat you up in some socks, then you deserve it. Okay? <laughs> Shut up, man. Kanye West had them socks on, man. Anybody, did anybody buy those socks? I don't, uh, I don't I think they came out. I think you could pre-order them. I think, I oh, think you pre-order me. I think they, you could pre-order them. I think they sold out, actually, on the site. But uh, you could pre-order them. I don't think they came out yet. Boy, you dudes going to look so stupid in the springtime with them stockings on. <laughs> Y'all going to be out here with shorts and stockings on looking stupid in the spring. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. Now, also, yesterday, Charlemagne gave donkey of the day to NBA young boy. Why, Charlemagne? I don't even remember. Oh, oh, because he said he wasn't big on uh, fatherhood. He said he's not big yes. on fatherhood. Well, this is what he said, if you don't remember. You do have a lot of children. You know, I've been around you to see in a short amount of time that you're a great father. How important is fatherhood to you, man? Mm -hmm. 
not really big on it, to be honest. What do you mean by that? You're not big on it. Yeah. Like you're, in a, you're. I mean, you're a family man. I'm here with you. I see it. Yeah, but I'm only out. I'm only like in here because you live. Oh well, I don't believe it's a crazy topic because I'm not the type like the sugarcoat man, but I'm four walls all day, every day. All right. When you say. All right, so that was what he said. And With it, my it, guy, Bootleg Kev. Salute to Bootleg Kev. Yeah, Bootleg Kev podcast. Shout out to Bootleg Kev. Now, uh, he had backlash yesterday. Charlemagne gave him donkey of the day, and he responded to all of the backlash. I'm on the house stage for the chin, man. Hey, I'm just out of that I'm out of that stage of posting that you You want me to show you your time on wood? You want me to show you your time on wood? It don't matter. Hey, it don't matter if a house full of in this day. I can tell you uh, at 45 years old, I don't speak nigga like I used to. I have no idea what he said just now. Translation. I had to uh, translate it because I didn't understand either. He okay. says, my MF house stays full of children. Mm -hmm. You want me to show you every time I'm with them? It don't matter if a house full of hoes in this itch. I got children running around my house. That's what he said. Respect, but I mean, you said it. <laughs> like, I, like he said that on Boo Lake Hell podcast. He said he's not big on fatherhood. You can't get upset when you know people respond to something that you said. You said you're not big on fatherhood, but let's not make it about a NBA young boy. Like I said uh, yesterday, never broke again. Shouldn't be just about finances. It should be about homes. If you come from a broken home, you should make it your duty to never want to be a part of a broken home ever again. And you know, if you're taking care of your kids. And take care of your kids mm -hmm. And say you're taking care of your kids Don't get on interviews And say you're You know You're not big on fatherhood And the only reason your kids are here Is because the interviewer is there He, mm -hmm. he said that Now he said that himself yeah, that's, That was you my brother And Boule Kev actually said Oh I see you with your kids I see you playing with your kids And he says I'm not big on fatherhood But lastly Jonathan Majors Well he says He respects Coretta Scott King He got backlash yesterday Because he mentioned Coretta Scott King numerous times when it comes to his women. Uh, we have those clips when he, when he mentioned them. Do we have to play How would you describe your relationship? She's an angel. She's held me down like, like, a, like, a, like a Coretta, you know? I'm so blessed. Okay. Well, yesterday he said, my intention was to convey the utmost respect for Coretta Scott King, her achievements, and both her personal legacy and the one she shares with her husband, Dr. Martin Luther King. Jonathan, you should be... All of that he said... It should have just been for Megan Good. What did he say? Say it again. Which part? Which part? What you just my read. intention was to convey my utmost respect for Coretta okay, Scott King. Okay, stop. Your intention should be to pay the utmost respect to Megan Good because she's been coming with you to the court dates every day. And what else? Her achievements and uh, and both her personal legacy and the one she shares with her husband. You can you can do that uh, to Megan Good too. Just take the husband part out. But all you really wanted to do was just pay respect to Megan Good for holding you down in court. Give it, give her all the glory for that. All right, mm -hmm. don't bring Coretta into this. Now, especially after you done compared the white woman to Coretta <laughs> too, you compared that little stick figure to Coretta Scott King as well. Okay, all right, that woman look easy to draw. I can draw her right now. What? Two, three, four. All I need is four little lines. One, two for the arms. One for the body. Two for the legs. Little circle head, for the head. head. Bong. Okay, eyes. you compared that stick figure to Coretta Scott King, and you compared making good to Coretta Scott King. Jesus, stop it, Jonathan Majors. Stop. That's all people are trying to tell you to do. Stop. Even Bernice King told you. Stop. Her One. mom is not a prop. One, nine, two, three, four, five, circle, six. Mm -hmm. Eye, seven, eight, mm -hmm. mouth, nine. Okay. You don't need all no right. mouth. Pause. And that is your rumor report. Now. Mm -hmm.
Who you giving it down? Kadu. Man, for after the hour, we need to uh, talk about one of the most unserious yet hilarious places in America, Capitol Hill. We'll discuss for after the hour. All right, we'll get to that next. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are 
a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. <laughs> The Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Donkey of the day for Thursday, January 11th, goes to one of the most unserious yet hilarious places in America, Capitol Hill. Now, I spent a lot of time watching CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, simply because some of the best comedy in the country is coming from these places. I know there is places folks go for comedy. as comedy houses, comedy clubs all over the country. But the best dramedy, which is my favorite genre, the best dramedy is coming live from Washington, D.C. Okay, look, I hate to be the pessimist here, but unless God intervenes, we are in the America series finale. All right, listen, all great empires fall at some point. It's inevitable for America to do the same. We had a pretty decent run, and I know what you're thinking. If you are a minority in this country, you're like, no, we have not had a decent run. Listen, trust me, after this year, you are going to be begging for old America back. All right, once this country gets a taste of true fascism and authoritarian rule, we're going to be begging to get regular good old racist homophobic sexist America back but I digress let's get back to the comedy show that is Capitol Hill yesterday Hunter Biden all right decided to make a surprise guest appearance to a congressional contempt hearing about him yes Hunter Biden refused to appear for a private deposition on Capitol Hill as part of Republicans impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden which centers on allegations of corruption by the president and his family and I don't blame Hunter at all I'm not doing a private deposition with the ops Okay, let's do this publicly for the world to hear because I don't trust y'all. They should have sworn him in right there and spoke to him in front of the world. But let's look at the reality of the situation. The GOP is just torturing Hunter Biden in order to kill Joe. That's all it is. Republicans are giving Hunter Biden pure hell, torturing him in front of his father, hoping that President Biden has a heart attack. That's all this is. Republicans are on a seek and destroy mission. They just want to hurt the Bidens. And it's hard to work with people who aren't operating in good faith. So, yes, two Republican led House committees passed resolutions recommending that Hunter Biden be found in contempt of Congress for refusing to be deposed behind closed doors. But, yeah, you're not talking to me behind closed doors. I'm sure all of us at some point have been told if someone walks up on you with a gun or a weapon and tries to get you to go somewhere else, you don't go. Whatever you want to do, do it to me right here. That's the position Hunter Biden is in, and I don't blame him for not going behind closed doors with people who are clearly out to get him and his family. I'm sure that's why he came to the hearing to let y'all know I'm not hiding, but I'm not going behind closed doors with y'all. I thought he was a complete sucker for storming out, but I'm glad he did because the comedy that ensued was priceless. Now, let's start with the congresswoman from South Carolina, Nancy Mace. She set it off on Hunter because she was one of the only Republicans who had the opportunity to directly confront him. Let's listen. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring mm. a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. And Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, I think that, uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now and go straight to jail. You are the epitome of white privilege and you have no balls. Fun fact. Uh, Nancy Mason and I attended the same high school, Scrafford High School, Goose Creek, South Carolina. Drop on a clues bomb for Scrafford High School. She dropped out. I got kicked out. And her mother and my mother were both teachers at the same school. Yes, Miss Mace, Miss Mace, Miss McKelvey. 
I can't make this up. So me and Nancy, cool. All right. I disagree with her that Hunter has no balls. I think it takes a lot of balls to show up to a contempt hearing about yourself, especially when you know what the backlash will be because you already ignored their subpoena. And I do agree it is a level of white privilege and who my daddy is that made Hunter move like this. But it's also, Nancy, what we call caucasity, unmelanated gall. That's what Hunter was really showing, y'all. He had the caucasity, the unmelanated gall, to wipe his ass with y'all subpoena, just like Donald Trump has always done. Now it gets better. Representative Robert Garcia, California, he started going in on Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he tapped her jaw for showing penis pics at hearings in the past. Listen. It's, um, it's really uh, interesting to hear the gentle lady from Georgia uh, speak about Hunter Biden leaving, and she is the person that showed nude photos of Hunter Biden showing showing pics in this committee room of Hunter to this committee in this very room. What the hell is happening on Capitol Hill? Penis pics? Purity is out the window in politics, or should I say the perception of purity. We know y'all have never been pure, but there's no need to keep acting like it. Y'all ghetto just like the rest of the world. Y'all just chose to go into politics. There's one more I want to play before I get into my favorite part. This is Representative Prima, Primilla Jaya, Jaya, Jaya Powell? I'm messing her name all the way up. Yes, but listen to what she said about Donald Trump and what he incited. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. What? Uh, and <laughs> maybe that too. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, you can talk about that too, I guess. Maybe I, that too. <laughs> I know yesterday was hump day, all right? But between Nancy Mays talking about balls, Robert Garcia scolding Marjorie Taylor Greene for penis pics, and Representative Jay Powell saying Trump incited an erection, y'all was extra horny on Capitol Hill yesterday. It was a party party. Okay, now I want to know whose erection did Trump incite? We found out last year it was a Democratic <laughs> Senate staffer having sex with another man in a Senate hearing room. So we already uh, know that men incite other men to have erections on the hill. So who amongst us has a ding dong for the Donald? Now, let's get into my favorite part of yesterday's mess. When, when Hunter Biden, oh, we got, boy, this is the best part. When Hunter Biden stormed out the house, uh, house hearing after showing up unexpectedly, he stepped out of the frying pan into the fire because there was a reporter on the scene asking all the questions inquiring minds wanted to know. Listen. Can you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? What kind of crack do you normally smoke? There's more. Where's the rest of it at? The, the, when he asked about what type of crack it was. Y'all don't have that? Huh? Gosh, come on, man. Y'all always fail me here. I truly don't know how shows like SNL are still on because everything is a spoof. And real life is funnier. Daily Show, where are you? Okay, nobody makes fun of political news stories better than The Daily Show. When are y'all coming back and with what host? I'm getting sidetracked. Dropping the clues bombs for the reporter for asking real questions. Okay, the real questions people wanted to know. Do we do we have do we have that? Do we have the rest of it yet? Okay, well, never mind. People wanted to know these things. Remember when my good brother Killer Mike was on one of my TV shows that got canceled and he said this? Why is Roger Biden someone? not in jail? Because he don't want to smoking crack. <laughs> I seen him with a prostitute. That mother out smoking crack doing business in Ukraine now. Mm. He's right. 
Okay, and furthermore, the reporter asked Hunter Biden not only, you know, uh, have you, are you smoking crack? What type of crack do you smoke? I have no idea. I had no idea there was types of crack. Did you know that, Envy? I did not. What level of privilege do you have to be able to have uh, to, to, to get types of crack? Is there like a crack and Robin's folks go to so they can taste 31 flavors of that fried cocaine? What flavors do they have? Pistachio almond crack, strawberry cheese crack, rainbow sherbet crack, Reese's peanut butter crack, Oreo cookie and crack mint chocolate crack I didn't know when we referred to crack as butter we was talking about pecans old-fashioned butter pecan crack that reporter did fantastic but he would have really stuck the landing if he knew culture because you're supposed to end that line of questioning with the famous words of Morgan Freeman playing uh Joe Clark on lean on me you smoke crack don't you mm. you smoke crack don't you mm. Look at me, boy. Mm. Don't you smoke crack? If you would have hit him with that, Ooh. if he would have hit Hunter Biden with that, 10 10, all across the board. Listen, man, do y'all understand that it's only January 11th <laughs> of 2024 and it's an election year? I knew the series finale of America was going to be great, but we haven't even gotten to the good parts yet. As the good brother Lil Duval says, if you're not laughing at life, you are missing the point. Furthermore, what else are we supposed to do? Okay, I truly believe this is above all of us now. Only God can fix any of this because humans simply can't. Please let Remy Ma give everybody on Capitol Hill the entire Congress donkey of the day. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Yes. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines. You ain't got nothing. Yes, we do. Let's talk parental competition. I'm going to tell you where this comes from. Shout out to Mac, our producer, came up with this uh, this idea. He was asking, as parents, do y'all have friendly competition? And what does that mean? Well, uh, Travis Barker's ex-wife expresses a frustra- uh, frustration as she consistently uh, tries to outdo her in parenting. Well, what does that mean? When How do you kids outdo somebody in parenting? I'm going to explain. So when the kids are out with mommy, they might do something else. But when the kids are out with daddy, you try to make it even more fun. You try to make it better. You try to make the experience better with dad than you do with mom. So that is the question. 800-585-1051. Do y'all have parental competition? You don't have that with your wife when you go out with the kids? No. Why? (laughs) What's the point? We're a family. We're having a good time together. No. You're stupid. So if you do stuff like that, I can I can see you doing dumb stuff. No, like I that. do fun stuff with the kids that I know that mom won't do. Like I know that if I take my kids to the jump park, I know my wife's not jumping around in no damn jump park, but I do it with my kids because we have more fun. That's yeah, not we a have competition fun. though because she's choosing. She she don't want to do it. That's true. It's not even competition. She don't want to do it. That's true. But that's the question. 800-585-1051. We're talking parental competition. Do you have that competition within your family? Let's discuss. Not if it's a family. Maybe if y'all separated and, you know, you got a house over here and she got a house over there and y'all not together. But there's no competition if y'all a family. Why? Well, let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking parental competition. All right. Now, this conversation comes from Travis Barker and his ex-wife. Uh, his ex-wife was saying that uh, she's frustrated sometimes because he consistently tries to outdo her when it comes to parenting, right? And I was thinking about my relationship with my wife. And yeah, no, I try to outdo my wife. I ain't even going to sit there and lie because... Yeah, absolutely positively. 
I do not. Me and my wife are a team, and uh, we're we, a team. We were just having this conversation yesterday. Like, there's no rule book or no manual for parenting, so a lot of it is on the job training. And you know, you're you, you, if you are blessed to be in a relationship where it's a wife and a husband in the household, boy, y'all need each other. Cause it's gonna be times that you fall short as a parent and don't feel like you're getting it right, and it's times where she gonna feel like she fell short and she wasn't getting it right. But what you have to remember is y'all are in it together. Y'all are a unit. Yeah, we are know? a unit. We are a team. But yeah, it, it is uh, it is friendly competition when it comes to the house. No matter what it is, no matter if we're all out and we're roller skating, we're bowling, or if we're cleaning the house. Well, so bowling like, is supposed to be. But like, let's say let's say we're cleaning the house, right? <laughs> the kids are rather clean with dad than clean with mom. Because cleaning with dad, we're going to play music, we're going to laugh, we're going to joke, we're going to have fun. Or cleaning with dad, dad ain't really paying attention to the details. Dad ain't really cleaning. Because I'm sure that mama got to come behind all of y'all and do it right. Because y'all didn't get it right because daddy too busy trying to be cool with his pants you be in my house and his Beijing and his beard. You know what I mean? You be in my Making house? Making jokes looking dumb. You be in my house? No. It's just silly. Like, I mean, I'm not like competition should be when you really doing things for competition, like playing Uno or <laughs> Monopoly. Uh, like you said, going bowling. But competition is parents. If I y'all just, together. I just think no. what it is. I think a lot of times dads are more fun when it comes to most of them. My wife takes the kids out somewhere to the mall. They prefer to go with dad because dad's going to have a lot more fun. I'm definitely Dad's going to eat. the. We're going to eat the fast food, the food that mom ain't going to let you eat. I'm not the fun dad. I am the angry black father. I'm understanding, but I'm yeah, I'm really I'm the disciplinarian. Not not I don't discipline my kids physically, of course, but I am the stop that. No, that's not happening. I'm taking that away. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the not disciplined that. person too, but I'm also the fun dad. I'm the one that's gonna dance. I'm the one that's gonna do stupid stuff. I'm the one that we are gonna have a good time. When, when, when out with dad. I ain't, I'm, uh, listen, we gonna have a good time, but I ain't the fun. I don't want to be referred to as the fun dad. I'm daddy. I'm daddy. Okay, father. All right. Hello? Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's up? What's your name, bro? What's up? This is Ray from Queens. Ray from Queens. What part of Queens? Jamaica. Oh, Southside? Nah, I actually live in Springfield Gardens. Oh, okay. Northside, Springfield Gardens. All right. All right, cool. You know, that's my side of town. But all right, so we're asking parental competition. Talk to us, brother. I don't think it's really a competition. I think it's more so like women as a whole got to understand that when it comes to parenting, like they're just not the fun parents. So, like, you might be trying to get your kids to have fun, but it's a different vibe when they with dad. Like, just just because dad is bad. Now, are you in a relationship where you and your woman are in the same household? Are you married? Or yes, I am. Oh, okay, good. All right. But that's what I said. When when when, when you got to clean up the house and the kids clean up with you, it's it's fun. We gonna listen to music. Yeah, we gonna it's dance. Fun. We make a game out of it. We gonna make a game that. out of it. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. When mom does it. It's with, too serious. With mom, it's it, it's like you better go clean that room. Correct. Because it's like it's like uh, so kids understand that like when they get in trouble and they be like, oh, your dad, your father's gonna come talk to you. We don't really want to come talk to you. Mommy's making us. <laughs> That's Yo, not, yeah, that it, is the truth. No, speak for yourself. Yes, it is. Speak for yourself. I, I, if, if I, Where I, I feel you. I, I, if, if I need to talk to my daughters about something, I enjoy the conversation. Like those are the conversations. Like I, I, I was told just last week that I always lecture. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm 45 years old. I got 30 more. Yeah. I got 30 more years of experience in life than you. So when I hear certain things that you have done or said, I've seen this before. So I can tell you how it's gonna go. So yes, if you think it's gonna be a lecture or a TED talk, it absolutely will be. Nah, Uncle Charlotte, I understand that completely. But what I'm saying is, like when kids are in the house with mom, 
right? Yeah. And they they get into their little thing, and she could have handled it, but instead of handling it, your father's gonna talk to you. Now I gotta get dragged into y'all mess. And I wasn't even home. I wasn't even home. I don't but, even know all the details. But, but, but time out. You know what that yeah. is? You said you said we don't even really want to talk to the kids. Neither does your wife. That's why she said I'm gonna let your daddy handle it. <laughs> now yeah. we now we yeah. the bad guy. Now we got we the bad guy. We the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yo, why I gotta be the bad guy? Because you just didn't nip this in the bud before I got home. Now you the bad guy. But then if you don't be the bad guy, now your wife mad at you. Yeah, so it's like it's like you kind of in a lose-lose situation. Dan, if you do, Dan, like, if you don't. Yeah. Thank you, Ray. Oh, damn, my bad, Ray. Brother from Queens, my bad. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Ayana. Hey, Ayana. Peace, We're talking Ayana. about parental competition. Talk to us. My husband can do no wrong in my kids. Like, he, anything he does is golden. And so I'm always trying to top it just to hear the kids, you know, Say something good about something that I do because I'm always a bad guy. So, yeah, I'm always trying to stop him something. Uh, Even though I can't, but still. So what you're saying is since your kids say, think that your dad, that your husband can do no wrong, you try to outdo him when, when you do things so they so look at you a little better. Oh, uh, yes. Absolutely. Okay, thank you, Ayana. 800-585-1051. We're talking parental competition. If you have kids, whether you're together or separated, do you try to outdo your spouse? That is the question. Let's discuss. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. If y'all talking about it, you know we talking about it. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking parental competition. The story actually comes from Travis Barker. You know, Travis Barker is married to Kourtney Kardashian. His ex-wife spoke out and says she's a little frustrated. She says that he attempts to outdo her in everything involving the kids when it comes to parenting. And we're just asking, do you do that in your relationship? Do you see that as well? Hello, who's this? This is Josh. Hey, Josh, good morning. We're talking parental competition. Talk to us. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of competition going on. Uh, and I'm a married man. Uh, I just think uh, when it comes to, let's say, uh, the fun department, you know, uh, the kids, they, they, their dads got them off rip. So, and uh, and just even when it comes down to, to the grandparents, you know, it, it's a slick competition. It, it not, might not be said. And even if, if everybody get along, you know, like I said, I'm a married man, but I, I, I like the competition because it, it kind of bumps up the morale in the family. Yeah, I, you know, and, and the thing is, too, is like with my wife, right? My wife's going to be, she's going to buy the clothes for the kids, right? Especially the boys. And the boys don't care about no clothes. They want the toys. Dad's going to get the PS5. Dad's going to get the video games. Dad's going to be the right. one that's going to be outside in the snow, throwing right. each other in the snow. Mom's going to be the one over them making sure the homework is done right. Mom's going to be the one making sure they eat their food. Dad's going to be the one. Right. When it snowed the other day in, in, in New Jersey... Dad was outside with with thing. Mama was right, in the window. Right, right. Let me let me just say this real quick too. And uh, and I just as a, as a father though, as a as a father that's in their children's life, I think it's it's always some sort of competitiveness in, 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 the, in the father's way because it's the what we get out here, the rap that we get in the world. So regardless on what we do, we compete in even if we don't think we compete. In. All right, thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? This is D. Hey, D. Good morning. We're talking parental competition. Talk to us. So there is a little competition, but not on my end. My daughter is one years old, and her dad and I uh, have separated. 
But she's a mommy's girl. I breastfed her her whole life, so she always clings to me. Well, the other day when he was video chatting her, she was just all over me per usual. And um, she wasn't really engaging with him as much. So he was like, you always want your mama. Wait till I get some more money. And I'm like, she's a one-year-old. What are you talking about? I said, what are you talking about? He was like, oh, she's going to want some stuff from the store. We're going to go hang out and this, that, and the third. I'm like, damn, why are you jealous? And by the way, that's so whack. And the reason that's so whack is because it's like, yo, even with the money, she's still going to naturally gravitate towards you just because you mommy. Like you said, you... You breastfed her. That's what we. That's what you really want as a father. You want that kind of bond. You don't want a bond because of what you can do for them financially. Mm-mm. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Eve. How you doing? Eve, good morning. We're talking about parental competition. You you got that in your relationship? Um, I wouldn't say in my relationship, but as a single parent, yes, I'm dealing with that right now. So, what does the daddy do? No. Well, it's it's. I, don't, I can't really say I'm in competition with his dad, but I would say that when he, my son is with his dad, his dad would kind of more so spend more money as if, like, him spending more money is better than spending time. And it's funny because, like, I do fun things with my son all the time. So it's not like, okay, well, what you do with your dad? We did this, we did that. And, you know, like I said, as a single mother, I raised my son since he's been young by myself so I just feel on his dad's behalf he feels like him doing more spending the money is like okay you're doing something and it's like I don't know there's no competition but I just some parents aren't in competition when it's just like you know you're single you got the child on this time I got the child this time where some parents who are together don't feel like there's no competition because you're working together so you know I'm not in a relationship with his dad to feel like there's competition but I really feel like his dad yeah I always I always see more competition I can see actual competition in uh, parents that aren't together when people are co-parenting, you know what I mean? Like when you're a single mother and, you know, you're, 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 you're a baby daddy. I see that, but not when it's a unit. I don't really see competition with couples that are together. Uh, I mean, uh, like, for instance, my wife is, is going out for her friend's uh, birthday dinner this this uh, this weekend, right? So I know that, you know, I got the kids solo all night long, right? So I'm going to make it fun. Like, I'm going to, you know, have the tents and we're going to have a sleepover in, in, in the living room and we're going to, you know, watch a movie and we're going to do this. But I, it's not a competition, but I know they're going to be like, I have fun with daddy. It's a competition. You're supposed to have fun with daddy. You they daddy, fool. I know. <laughs> you, do you babysit your kids? That's what it sounds like. Nah. Okay, then. You shouldn't because you they daddy. I Uber drive them, though. No, man. I, I definitely Uber I hate when them. parents say they babysitting. I don't babysit I'm, my I'm kids. I'm babysitting. Who are you babysitting, my kid? But no, I'm de- not. But I'm definitely an Uber driver. Listen, man. The moral of the story is. don't get tips. The moral of the story is parenting is not a competition. Rather, it is a combination of teamwork, uh, respect, and honor. And for all the co-parents out there, co-parenting is not a competition either. It's a collaboration of two homes working together with the best interest of the child at heart. Okay? Work for your kids, not against them. All right? Have a good day. All right. And to all the dads out there, you know them kids be having more fun with dad than mom. You know it. You know it. All right. You don't even sound serious. I you don't believe yourself. I am. I'm going to let you come to my house one time when we have no, a little fun. Yep. Yes, no, you are. sir. Yes, yes. You have a little fun with us. All right. When we come back, we got to talk. Uh, so much to talk about. Uh, Sanaa Lathan. Do you remember Miss Cleo? Call me now.
I was born in 1978. Of course I remember Miss Cleo. Don't you disrespect me. Who you uh, talking to? The listeners. You ain't talking to me. I'm talking you to all talking of you. young ass listeners. Call me now. We're going to get into that when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And for a limited time, get more fun for less with the Michigan Bundle for just $49.99. Exclusive to Michigan residents only. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Sanai Lathan. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. 
Now, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a lady named Miss Cleo that was a tarot card reader that was huge, who, I would say, in the late who, 90s, who, who early you 2000s. Guys? I was born in 1978. When you say you guys, who are you talking to? We all remember Miss Cleo. Don't play with us. I'm just, just making sure. She was a tarot card reader, and let's, let's play one of her commercials. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call me now! I don't even really think she was Caribbean. I don't yeah, think she was yeah, Jamaican. Yeah, your accent is as bad as uh, I think Sanaa Lathan's is going to be. Well, Sanaa Lathan <laughs> is going to be playing Miss Cleo in a drama series called Miss Cleo, all right? She's also executive producing the project, which I think is dope because it's. I think there's a Netflix documentary on it right now, but I just thought it was dope. Now, they said in, 20, uh, in 2002, the Federal Trade Commission charged the company's owners with uh, deceiving advertising, billing, and collection practices. They said uh, Miss Cleo was never indicted. The company worked and agreed on a settlement, I think, for $500 million in debt, paying the victims and also paying a $5 million fine. And, and Miss Cleo passed away in 2016. Yes, rest in peace to Miss Cleo. I mean, it, I, I, I'm, I'm making jokes when I say Sonali's accent is going to be bad, but that should be like kind of the whole point because wasn't her accent phony? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Call me now. That's good. I mean, that should be good. I think it would be great. Because you don't know people's backstory, you know? And mm -hmm. I know Miss Cleo made some bread. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, also, Tiffany Haddish, she spoke out yesterday. She said uh, she's currently 46 days sober. Good. I'm sharing this only because I think it's time for people to get up and do some work. I put in work. I work every day, all day. I'm allergic to something out here. Uh, some of y'all is lazy bones. I already stopped. I ain't, ain't had nothing to drink. Uh, haven't drank in 46 days which is great. Remember, she was uh, arrested in November 24th of last year. So the fact that she's uh, staying sober is amazing. Drop a clues bomb for uh, Tiffany. Harris. Absolutely. One day at a time. That's all you can do. Mm -hmm. And lastly, a, a lot went down in uh, sports yesterday when it came to coaches. A lot of people retired. A lot of people left. Let's go to the news report. Breaking news into sports center. Busy news cycle for septuagenarian coaching greats. 72-year-old Nick Saban retired yesterday. 72-year-old Pete Carroll out in Seattle. And just now, the news that Bill Belichick, who turned 72 in April, is parting ways with the Patriots after 24 seasons in Foxborough. The six Super Bowl titles in all that. Let's bring in Adam Schefter, the man who broke the news. Adam, what more can you tell us about what went into this decision? Well, David, this was a situation that was going on all week long. Discussions between Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft about how to figure out what to do going forward, what was the best solution. Ultimately, in the end, the two sides came to a meeting that they would go their own ways, and that is expected to happen today. I mean, the end of some eras. Nick mm -hmm. Saban, Bill Belichick, uh, Pete Carroll, he... he, he, he Stepped down. He took an advisory role. Yeah, with Four, the Seahawks. Fourteen seasons with the Seahawks yeah. as a coach, and now he's. Uh, he's. They say he's going upstairs, which is in the booth. Nick Saban, seventeen seasons as head coach of University of Alabama, mm -hmm. and of course, uh, Belichick, seventeen division titles, the most by a head coach in NFL history. Nine conference uh, championships, twelve Super Bowl appearances. And uh, 21 winning seasons as a head coach. Some of the best to ever do it, man. I think mm -hmm. we're so used to seeing players retire that we don't uh, even realize when coaches coaches do. Because, you know, a lot of, of course, coaches last way longer than the players, right. you know. But, you know, I think sometimes we just don't. Lechick had one year in his contract, so I don't know if he'll go to another team or if he'll just chill and relax. I hope he kick his, kick his feet up and relax somewhere. I mean, it's not even the first time we saw this in our lifetime. We saw great coaches like Dean Smith, you know, step down. We saw Coach K retire last year. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Phil Jackson, you know, Bob Knight, right. you know, Eddie Robinson.
Mm-hmm. Bill Walsh, Tom Landry. You know, we've seen it. We've seen it before. Yeah, a lot of them didn't leave the sport, though. They just took other jobs and other roles where it was not as demanding. Shoot, I think most of the people I just named left. Huh? For the most part. Mm. Yeah. I thought Phil left Jackson the- still did something upstairs with the Lakers at one time. No? For the Knicks, I think. Oh, for the Knicks one time. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't a coach. He just yeah. was upstairs. I mean, that's usually office. what happens. They either retire or pass away. Because it's hard to give to give it something away that you've been doing for so long that you mm-hmm. still want some part of. You still mm-hmm. want to be a part of it somehow, some way. So. God bless the dead. God bless Pat Summit. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, you either, you either pass away or you you, you step down. Right. One day we're gonna see Greg Popovich step down. Mm-hmm. You know, one day we're gonna see the great Don Staley step down. It mm-hmm. happens. Yep. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right, now let's get to the People's Choice Mix eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Another reason why we should appreciate people why they why they here too. Mm. By the way, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we take for granted this greatness that we're experiencing because we're experiencing it in real time. Correct. But when these legends and these icons decide to step down, you're never gonna see it like this ever again. You're never mm-hmm. gonna see what Nick Saban. Probably not not in our lifetime. You're never going to see it again, Mm-mm. you know? Mm-mm. So appreciate these icons while they're still here. You're never going to see what what, some, what Bill Belichick did with the Patriots ever again, probably, right. you know? Right. All right. Well, today is Mary J. Blige's birthday, so you know we're going to start the mix now. up with some Mary. So let me know your favorite Mary joints. We'll get it on for you. We love you, Mary J. Blige. You have provided the soundtrack for our lives. That's right. And happy birthday again to the queen, Mary J. Blige. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got to salute Angela Rod, Tiffany Cross, and Andrew Gillum. The Native Land Podcast for stopping through again. And make sure you subscribe and listen to their podcast today. It's out today. That's right. It is a flagship podcast off Reason Choice Media, which is a political vertical uh, that we launched here at iHeartRadio. So, yeah, like Envy just said, make sure you go subscribe to the Native Land Podcast, man. Um, the beautiful thing about the first three episodes is, you know, they've all been through different situations. You know, uh, Angela Rye, no longer on CNN. She tells you why in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Tiffany Cross, we all saw what happened with her at MSNBC. She's going to tell you, you know, a lot of behind the scenes things that you didn't know in the next episode. And then Andrew Gillum is going to tell you about everything he went through in the third episode. So, you know, definitely um, something to tune into along with whatever great political information you're going to get from, from, from the Native Land podcast. All right. And also, too, I would like to say, man, stop asking me. About the third co-host situation here on The Breakfast Club. Because I don't know. Alright? I am serious when I tell you that. People texted me. I see people mm. leaving comments on YouTube and Instagram. I don't know. You know? Only, only thing I can tell y'all is um, manifestation is real. Mm-hmm. So whatever y'all want, speaking into existence. <laughs> okay? Because okay? I don't know. Yeah, no, I they- I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. 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 Anyway, you make everything beige. But that was from the scene of what you call Usual Suspects. You know, Usual Suspects. They was like, say your name, and he was like, all the people that watch Usual Suspects know. Never heard of it. Anyone at the lineup part know? Spanish dude? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right. Now it's time to get up out of here. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. Uh, I want to salute to Change Your Perception. That's an Instagram page that I love and I follow. Um, I just want to tell you that they said something this morning that I tell y'all all the time. 
If you understood how frequently people cope by projecting, you would learn to take nothing personally. Okay, go pick up The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz if you've never read it and read The, se the Second Agreement, okay? Don't take anything personally. And once again, if you understand how frequently people cope by projecting, you would learn to take nothing personally, okay? Okay, do I need to tell you more? All right, fine. Don't take anything personally because by taking things personally, you set yourself up to suffer for nothing. Okay, because nothing other people do is because of you. It is because of themselves. Have a blessed day. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And for a limited time, get more fun for less with the Michigan Bundle for just $49.99. Exclusive to Michigan residents only. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.